Lizzie. Hello, Andy. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm I'm in a bit of a Tuesday club mood. Maybe the bank holiday weekend looming and all of that, but Tuesday club mood on a Thursday works for me. Mr. Matt Hat said it. It's a state of mind. A hundred percent. Are you on the gin tonight then? Uh, I'm not. This is just natural... Zest. Zest. That is a good word for me, I think. Natural zest that I exude. Um, how are you? It's It's been a, a week, hasn't it? And it's been a good day today. It has been a good day today because I got vaccinated. Vaccination. <laughs> yes, I went very first thing this morning, uh, quarter to nine, my appointment. Of mm-hmm. course, I was bang on time. Of course you were. Like I was when I checked my watch and it was exactly eight forty-five. I did do a little yes. It was <laughs> just you and the elderly people that are up since four a.m. that have been waiting for hours for this are there <laughs> queued ready. Um, and I got in and out. It was so quick and easy. It was like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, and then I was out. And then as I was walking home, the sun broke through the clouds and mm-hmm. beamed down on Manchester. And it's been glorious all day. And I'm not going to lie, I was really emotional. It, it All I can describe it as just, just like a huge feeling of relief. Okay. And it just feels like this is just another step in getting us back to where we don't have to kind of worry about people that we love and people around us and getting back to the things that we love and enjoy. Good. I've heard that sporadic bursts of sunshine are a side effect of the vaccine, depending (laughs) on which one you have. So I look forward to that. So I've got no um, side effects as of yet. I'm feeling fine because I know some people say that they feel a bit groggy so I don't have any of that I do feel like someone's punched me in the arm that'll do that is not a bad side effect after the last 15 months or more is it no it's come on really gradually throughout the day so it's not like an instant thing when you when the jab goes in you don't even notice it I know you have a lot of anxiety around health stuff but you know I'm trying I know you're using words like jab probably Uh, it, weirdly, you'd be surprised what that conjures up in my mind. It's not a boxing term anymore, is it? It's very much a, <laughs> it's going in. It's so easy and Good. seamless and everyone was just really lovely. And l- literally from when I arrived and you give your name and what have you to actually going through and having it administered was like two minutes. And then you have to just wait 15 minutes afterwards to make sure you're not having any allergic reaction or anything afterwards. And then you're free to go. Amazing. Yeah, I was back home and back at my desk for half past nine. So it was really, really quick and easy. Perfect. I mean, could have possibly eked it out for work, you know, just that little bit longer and said it was quite busy there. That's that's very good of you. I'm impressed. Yeah, my boss did say when I said, oh, I'm going for my vaccine, I might be a bit late in. He was like, the vaccine is the most important thing. It doesn't matter. Just go get it done. So yeah, I probably could have milked that. But oh, I've had a bit of a week, a bit of a day. Work's just been crazy. I think it's always like this in the run up to bank holidays. Yeah. And sun can turn people crazy on a day like this. They don't want to be inside. They want to send all of their stuff outwards don't they it's like right I've sent an email I'm, I'm done yeah well I just have to deal with people that are like I need this and I need it right now mm-hmm. it's like oh so what I just I'm sat here waiting for you to give me this urgent assignment we've had a very similar week I feel I've um, felt the righteousness of getting my facts in order to respond to people who are demanding stuff that they are saying is bottlenecked with 
me and I've happily gone back in a lovely passive aggressive manner. I, it's it's been like that this week, but I've been proven right. And that little that little sense of joy. Not that I'm trying to put anyone else down, but don't come at me without the facts. I do that as well. I keep everything. So I know I can believe that, by the way. So my, all my emails, you know, with sent items, deleted items, in folders for different campaigns and projects yes. and what have you. And then someone goes, you never said that. I'd be like, actually, and I'll just pull the email out, copy it in <gasps> and go, there you go. Yes, I did. If emails didn't exist and you just had to print everything out, you would have a wonderful filing cabinet, wouldn't you? You just go, I think you'll find on the third row down, fourth covenant along, you will find... Yes, let me refer back to this email from the 3rd of January, yeah. 2017. I can see it. Why would, you know, I can see you in an accountancy role, you know, you'd be very good at this. No, I would not. Numbers, no way. They use no. calculators, it's fine. Yeah, spreadsheets. Whenever my boss asks for something, he's quite a spreadsheety kind of guy. Yeah. I just, I don't know, I just have a bit of a panic and I get spreadsheet blindness. I'm much more of a visual, pretty pictures. I'm a simpleton, basically. No, no, you're visual. You've said it there. But I like the term spreadsheet blindness. You know, that's a very 21st century illness, I feel. I don't really know what your job is, but I feel like it probably involves quite a lot of spreadsheets. Too many. More than, I mean, I appreciate that... You know, you take a look at me and go, I feel that he works with spreadsheets. I hate them. I, oh, no. <laughs> no. I just mean that we record this yeah. when you've just come off the back of work and I can see the spreadsheet dread that is just eking out of your body. Well, it's just in the eyes. I just have... Uh, you know, when, when a screen gets imprinted on whatever was last on it, all the bags under my eyes are just all the spreadsheets collected over the years. <laughs> But no, it's it's true. I don't even know what I do half the time, but it does involve a lot of numbers in spreadsheets. And I do like to try and keep a, a straight house with it. You know, it's not something that you can hide from in that respect. So if someone says this isn't right, I can go, well, I think you'll find the numbers don't lie. Like, like hips, you know, hips and numbers <laughs> don't lie. That's what Shakira was singing about. Seven minutes in, is that? I realised last week when I promised at the start that I didn't have a song, so I was going to make up for it. I listened back and there was ample opportunity for songs that I missed. It just weren't on form. No, it was like my nubbin had been removed, the source of all my power. <laughs> it wasn't happening, whereas I'm determined to make up for it this week. Okay, well, there's number one. Let's keep a tally. Right, good. Loving that. So spreadsheets, that's quite a skill. Maybe it's a skill that I should try and equip myself with. You know, I feel like in the working world, it's probably quite valuable. Do you really mean that? Because... You know, there's plenty of skills that could be learned out there that spreadsheets I don't feel you're passionate about to, after your sentence that you said before. You know, I'm sure there's something else. This is a question that I wanted to ask you for a while, actually. So is there a skill you maybe started to learn maybe back in, in youthful teenage years or times gone by when you've started to think, I want to learn this, I want to upskill myself in this, and then it's just sort of petered out, you know, the stuff that we put off? I mean, where do I start? <laughs> 
Any, anywhere, pick one. I mean, I can give you an example if you like. Go on then, give me your example. Right. My dad is very musical, always had a guitar in hand. I just My memories as a child growing up was of him singing and he would gig around bars and stuff like that. And it was it was brilliant you know it was it was inspiring to see and i my passion for music is mainly from him the problem i've got is he tried at probably the age of 12 to 14 to encourage me to learn guitar even to the point where he was going to buy me a, a brand new guitar and all of this that and the other and i'm glad i said no because i just didn't feel that I could or wanted to at the time but I wish I wish I'd learned it because I don't feel that it's easy to just teach yourself I I mean it might be I played guitar growing up right you teach me then no I was awful and maybe that was something that I wish I'd put more effort into maybe I don't know or maybe that wasn't for me I played other musical instruments as well I played the flute which I was probably a bit more prolific at good so that's a skill but like I can't sing as as we've found out many times on this podcast and we'll find out on this episode again don't you worry about that so I, I've just always thought why didn't I, ne- I I don't know any instruments so you, you know you can fall back on the flute if so needed to in life I won't be falling back on it no? thank you <laughs> I just mean you know this one time at band camp <laughs> I mean, I have what maybe that's weird because I have watched American Pie this week. Uh, it's been on, and that's probably infiltrated my brain. But I meant if you wanted to join a band or tour in a, in an orchestra, not to where your mind went. <laughs> I haven't played it for ages. I think I could pick it up and and play it. But when it comes to reading music, and this terrifies me a little bit because I have played musical instruments from about the age of four. You know, you think you start on recorder at primary school, don't you? And it's I played all sorts over the years, violin, piano, guitar, etc. Sure. Not etc. Sure. That's where it ends. <laughs> That's where it ends. I, I stopped at xylophone, to be honest. And now I think if you put music in front of me, and I played the flute up until about the age of 16, I think, and then I probably can continue to pick it up as a bit of a hobbyist thing after I finished school and I wasn't having lessons anymore. But since I, I left home and went to uni, you know, I've not played it and I've not read music. And that was quite a long time ago. And consumed quite a lot of alcohol between them, so killed, <laughs> killed a few brain cells and I don't think I could read music now. I have always wanted to read music. I feel like it's like learning a language, you know, like Neo C in the Matrix and all of this, you, you just, you can't look at it as anything other than being able to read it in, in, a, in a language style. Whereas yeah, I, I guess it I've is never, a language, isn't it? Yeah, I've never and- had that. And I think when you learn as a child and you just like I just knew it and I and I could play it and I stopped having piano lessons quite young but my sister and my mum both played and so we and we had a piano at home and so every now and again I would sit at the piano and just teach myself something Mm -hmm. very slowly and steadily but I'd like to have a little tinkle on the keys and I would, was able to do that because I could read music and because I had had a few piano lessons, I knew the basics. But now, I think if you put some sheet music in front of me, it would be a foreign language to me. As it would be for me and many people. But that's what frustrates me a little bit. I'm, I'm worried that I couldn't learn that. Or I feel that actually, as the years are going on, you know, something like a language, I've always wanted to 
to learn another language. And apart from GCSE German, which I can tell you that my rabbit is under the bed and that's about as far as it gets, okay? Yeah, but don't you think, though, that I often think this with anything new, it feels really overwhelming and you don't know where to start and you almost sort of, and you feel a bit inadequate because of it. But then you start having a go and you start fumbling around with it and, you know, you might make a few mistakes or something might not work. But the more you practice and play with it, it soon comes to you and that could be related to anything you know I remember when you first download a new social media site and it's all completely new you're trying to get to know the inner workings and then and then it becomes just second nature and you're on it all the time and you know all the little tricks and shortcuts and what have you and I have been using photoshop a lot more recently Mm -hmm. and I always found that quite overwhelming I didn't know where to start I didn't know what all the shortcuts were and I just watched YouTube tutorials and there is one that I must have watched for you know when you want to cut out somebody and mm-hmm. just have like so there's no background in it anymore I must have watched that tutorial about 400 times but now I know it now Good. I know it I know how to do it I don't need the tutorial anymore so you're teaching yourself new skills and this is what I sort of am I'm getting at because I use you know music as an example and language because these are the things that have stayed with me for 20 odd years where I've sort of thought maybe I should have progress this i'd love to be able to sing along with a i, I love a spanish song you know I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan so combining all of that i'd love to be able to sing along and actually know what i'm talking about i have well, you're, that's so many skills you wanting to master i, I want them all i want them all and i'd love you know photoshop's even on the list somewhere but i just i worry that i with everything else i'm putting off with everything else i'm trying to get in you know if i'm i'm just not putting the time in to just focusing on a specific one I really want to tick off a bucket list or I worry that my brain is gonna remember it whilst I'm using it and learning it and then you know come six months later when I actually need it for something I I might not remember it you know that's kind of where my head's at yeah but I think I think you can easily lose it if you're not using it a friend of mine is French and she's lived in the UK now for five, six years. And oui. she said that she has started to forget French. Wow. You know, when you you grew up with that, but just being out of practice and not using it and she's using English every day. We uh, were out and about a few weeks ago and she she said faff. I was just <laughs> faffing about and I was like, oh my God, you said faff. Because there's so many things in the English language that don't really make much sense, but that we use all the time. I'd love to know what the French for faffing is, because <laughs> that's that's such a good word. I, I am a faffer, okay? Uh, in The Lion King, I'd be Mufaffer. I think I've said that before. <laughs> I'm the opposite of faffer. I know. I try not to be. It's just I, I get accused of being such and I think well if I'm going to be accused I might as well live up to it (laughs) and then if I do find myself where I'm I'm faffing I get annoyed at myself it's like you're better than this (laughs) oh I'm really insulting I'm sorry no I never tell myself I'm better than this I just go with it and I get slightly annoyed I guess the the sort of the skill side of things is I, I joke about it being you know like just as lighthearted as as learning an instrument or me wishing I could say something other than mein Kaninchen is unter dem Bett. You, you've been wanting, as soon as I said I could tell you where my rabbit is, that's uh, 
Anyway. The the only word I can remember in German is guinea pig, Meerschweinchen, although that was probably a terrible pronunciation. Fine, we'll go with it. I mean, who's going to tell us otherwise, right? No, it just, it stays with me. It's constantly sort of there, those pieces, but I carry it into work as well because being like a, a contractor that, that goes in and, and works with a lot of permanent people that have courses quite often, you know, if I want a course, I, I pay for it myself and I said I think last week or the week before sometimes I get quite complacent whilst within a contract because I'm there to do a specific thing and my focus at that time is very much where they need me to be whereas it's not also hand in hand with what might someone else need from me in in the future and and upskilling myself in that way but I guess everything you do is, is learning some skill or some experience to take with you it just it feels like Sometimes there are people that you can look at that are maybe progressing faster than you, that are learning skills, that can pick things up easily and can be very hard to do anything other than get a little bit jealous, I guess. There's a bit of professional jealousy as they climb the ladder or stuff like that. Yeah, comparison is such a tricky one, isn't it? And it's hard to not look at other people around you and your peers and to see what other people are doing. But you've got to try and stay in your own lane and, and focus on your own journey. And I think sometimes it can feel like people are doing things better than you are or picking things up. But I'm sure that they feel equally as if, you know, you're doing things that they're not. I I mean, I would always tell myself that that's not the case at all. You know, in my head, no one else is thinking these things. And until we have our conversations like this, that's how that stays. And it's these conversations that unlock sometimes actually. Yeah, I'm not alone in that. But it's very, um, it's just very weird. I experience that a lot as well. And I want I'd want to know everything and I want to know how to do it. And I think but as well, as you progress, you become the orchestrator Ooh. of stuff, the conductor, if we're going on a musical theme. Right. See, it's catching. You know, you bring people in with the skills to do certain things and you set the objectives and, and you drive it and manage it. But you don't necessarily need to know how to do everything or the nuances of everything you bring those experts in and you know everybody has done that Richard Branson doesn't know absolutely everything about everything he's brought people into his business who have got those skills to be able to grow it into you know yeah it's weird isn't it because I I don't have as much as I, I would love to have half the things or one percent of the things that Richard Branson has you know just just a tiny little palm tree part of an island would be fine just lease it to me but I don't get the same sort of professional jealousy as someone that uh, is more attainable you know someone that I'd actually work with or it's hard as well when it's friendships you know when it's a friend that you sort of see doing really well you you're so happy for them and it's such a real sort of buzz that you get from knowing that you know you came from the same sort of place or and and to see them striving but you're also a little bit like oh I kind of wish that was happening to me right now yeah I I know exactly what you mean I have a colleague who went or a former colleague who went on and like what she's doing is absolutely amazing and incredible Mm -hmm. and we were at the same level at the same time and it's really interesting but I have to remind myself that I there were certain sacrifices that I didn't want to make so you know she moved to London for an opportunity I never wanted to do that 
No. I've got another friend who went and lived in the States for seven or eight years because of a job over there. And there's a huge compromise that comes with that, you know, moving to another country, being away from friends and family, having to build a life elsewhere. And they, they're they not things that I want. And I just think that you've got to kind of remember that those opportunities were there for you in the same way they were for everyone else. But you've chosen other things. And it's reminding yourself of those big, important, brilliant things in your life that you have because you you know you've made other decisions and it's not always about the career isn't it I think it is so hard to not compare and I'm saying all of this and I don't necessarily kind of practice what I preach you know I experience that comparison and feeling like I'm way behind where I want to be you know as I said the other week I'm at that point you know when people ask you where do you see yourself in five years time I'm at five years and I'm not where I want to be I feel like I'm lagging behind yeah me too I I see uh, through our conversations about your crossroads moment not in a Britney Spears like film kind of way but your crossroads right see me at the crossroads crossroads, how did I miss that one I'm gonna have a quiet that word. Blazing with Squad. Well, it it was Bone Thugs and Harmony back in the '90s, but yes, it was Blazing Squad. We're gonna do this properly if we're gonna do it. Yeah, I I don't I don't sort of sit and wallow about thinking. Oh, I wish I'd chosen this. I have exactly that same thoughts when it comes to yes, people have chosen to go and move to London, and when we finished uni, you know, I moved back to my hometown and seeing everyone you know, like yourself, that that stayed more in and around Manchester. For years, it was a a source of jealousy and it was a source of, you know, it was just my situation that brought me back home. That was all, but it was a sense of if, what if, what if, and for years it was what if. And it's only, you know, possibly even in my 30s that I've actually, exactly what you said, realised be thankful for what you have and without those choices, you wouldn't have what you have and be where you are. But it's really hard on a day-to-day basis to not feel like you're lagging behind in some aspect. And that can be work. And I see people writing books and getting published. And I think, I'm trying to do that. I'm not trying very successfully at the moment. I'm not trying to my hardest. They've put that dedication in. Why aren't I? And it's just giving myself that little bit of a kick up the backside, really. Yeah, but we have a successful podcast. We do. That we put out, that we create and put out every single week. And there will be people who have thought about creating a podcast and haven't done it and look at us and go, how do they manage to do it every week? And we've carved the time out to do this and to commit to it every week. That is true. And that's part of the imposter piece that still exists within us because I love that we're so committed to doing this but there's a part of me that still wouldn't say to someone oh yeah I'm a a podcaster because I don't yet feel like I could put it on my CV as such you know what I mean it's not there yet but someone I I agree someone might look at it and go they're they're committed to it. As the marketing director for this podcast Mm -hmm. you need to pull your finger out get over that because the only people that are going to spread the word about this is us we have to we have to start with that because I always think this because I post all about our podcast on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and wherever else I notice that you've not wanted to put it on your professional I know it's a bit more closely linked to my day job putting audio out there which you know I get why you, you haven't done it but I just feel like you should be really proud of this unless you're really embarrassed of me no 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 
I mean, I can see how that would come across that way, but no. <laughs> it, I mean, one, I've never posted a single thing on LinkedIn, for even for my current profession, let alone anything else. Two, it's true, the network that I have isn't as geared, but then again, we, you know, we talk about everything, so yeah, it, the audience is there because people are human, after all. I don't know, I, I don't... But you, I, could, you could make this more closely linked to your professional life if you start to share about it in a professional place so you never know who might see it and think I want Andy to come and host this for me wow I appreciate your belief in me it's like a manifestation isn't it I guess and surrounding yourself with the life that you want in that respect not quite to that level but if you have a goal and you write down this that and the other you you have to do it I've started following more writers and more book related things on social media just through my own interest and suddenly that's what starts being shown to me in the same way that I started posting about gin and gin started getting shown to me and I mean I know which one I prefer there in some respects (laughs) yeah no it's true it's more it's that self-belief and I'm always constantly I guess assessing myself from a from a negative angle you know I'm I'm my biggest critic in that respect and you look at other people and maybe go the grass is greener in terms of how they're life is going you know and and how there are no obstacles in the way but everyone's got their own obstacles you just don't see half of them yeah and I think being self-critical and having that awareness and sort of a self-assessment I think that's can be really really valuable but it's what you do with it afterwards so we're not going to have any pity parties here no I appreciate that so you need to kind of go okay I feel like I want to be better at these skills, write a list of what they are. Or if you've got, you know, say you've got a list as long as your arm, 30, write them all down, but then prioritize them and start to look at them. Okay, which one is the most important to me? I'm going to try that one first. And, you know, start to make them achievable by, I think writing stuff down just makes you see it there in front of you and start to put a time frame on when you want to start developing this skill and become a certain proficiency by X day. Well, an expert by <laughs> I mean I, I appreciate it and, and this is some good time on the couch by the way whatever they've put in that vaccine for you the sun coming out has just created a, a positivity about you that I'm loving not that it's not always there but it's just it's needed for me today and it feels like maybe you know putting these out there on a podcast on a bring it on 2021 style has helped us achieve certain things my reading goal maybe you know, move to the wayside a little bit. My writing one may have gone a little bit left field, but if I keep putting them out there, I'm at least making myself accountable. We've talked before about procrastinating and procrastination being because you doubt yourself and by putting it off and not trying it, you will never fail at it. And there's that worry that if you try and you have a go that you might not be good at it and you don't want to deal with the consequences of that. But you're making yourself feel bad by not even having a go. I think you've hit the nail on the head, to be honest, because I think the fear of failure even goes all the way back to that learning the guitar, not wanting to let my dad down, not thinking I'd be as good, the learning a language, not being able to do it and be 
fully proficient exactly sort of the things you're saying yeah it's, I mean, it's a tough trait to get past i think and that's part of the problem is telling yourself that you are putting stuff off because oh well you'll, you'll never be good at it anyway is a lot easier to do than putting the time in to just do it uh, this has just reminded me of a meme that my friend heather shared with me and i will try and dig it out and post it on our instagram so that everyone can see it but it's along the lines of millennial woman frustrated that she's not an expert at something immediately <laughs> and i think that's it isn't it it's like uh, us as a generation we're just we want to be an expert we want to just know it we're not willing to put the time and effort in like sup- i think it's something like the woman's surprised that she needs to practice to be good at something right i'm happy to be thrown into that strong confident millennial woman yeah i'm happy to be thrown into that category because it's hit the nail on the head i am i want to just go okay i i love music so i can play all the instruments i love songs so i can sing i love spanish so i can speak it you know it's just yeah frustrating when it doesn't happen instantly before we started this podcast Mm. i had never edited audio in my life right and neither of us had recorded anything like this nope nope and now I can whiz my way around the basics on Audacity. I definitely would not call myself an expert. But and we get good feedback on the production side of it. And as much as I like to take good credit, I don't take any credit there because I happily tell people that you have taught yourself how to edit on this. And it is pats on the back all round and, you know, mini podcast clapping. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, it's but, true. Yeah, you know, I when I think about that, six months ago, I had I had no idea, and I've I've learned how to do it, and there's still probably lots of things that I could learn within it, but I know enough now to be able to edit this reasonably speedily. Good. It, it, it always sounds great to me, and there's no professional jealousy from me there because I appreciate the time that you put in that I then don't to editing it. That's all right. You can make up for it with my podcrastination Christmas present or something. I've already got ideas, trust me. I've a- <laughs> Weirdly, I've actually been thinking along those lines this week. You're thinking about Christmas already? Yeah, your birthday's gone now, so... Yeah, yeah, but you've not had yours yet. But weird when you buy yourself presents, isn't it? Yeah, but with celebrations. Celebrate good times. Good. Don't need me singing on this, but it's happening. It does go back to, before we started this podcast, I hated the sound of my voice. And I've talked about my love for wishing that I was a, a radio presenter and stuff like that, but hating the sound of my voice when it's actually recorded and you know, you can have the most memorable family video uh, that reminds you of the wonderful times. And then all of a sudden you hear your voice saying something really annoying in the background and you just go, oh, that's ruined it, hasn't it? We'll play that on mute going forward. It's weird though, isn't it? The more that we listen to our own voice, you just get used to it. Like I, I'm just not fussed for it now. Fine. You, you bring the, the... Does it still bother you hearing yourself? No, not as much. And it's weird because obviously we listened to this a couple of times before it goes out. I did find that really strange to start with, but there is a, an element of comfort in listening back to this conversation that I kind of get past it. And I feel we've actually grown into it. So I feel a little bit of pride there. It's nice. Good. Progress. Yeah. Skills. Next stop, Guitar Hero. Well, um, I'm going to very, very tenuously link into it's that time for lizzie's quote of the week quote of the week 
Being messy and broken doesn't make you unlovable. Needing people isn't a failure. It's a prerequisite of being human. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah, I am. Well, I just think that one through. So essentially, don't be afraid to ask for help, to exactly. need. Exactly, yes. To, if, if you fail, lean on me when you're not strong and all that. You're really shoehorning them in, aren't you? A little bit. But yeah, just, you know, we can be incomplete and feeling like we're... Vulnerable. Vulnerable, yeah. And, and that still makes us lovable and still means we have lots of value to give. Ah, it's really, I mean, it, that, this vaccine really has just brought out every single ounce of positivity, hasn't it? Do I need to record this as a, a, a side effect to the NHS? I, I think so. I mean, we we might need to put some sort of warning on this episode, just may cause outbursts of positivity. Well, I just, you know, I feel like you need a bit of a boost. I, thank you very much. Let's not go back to chocolate bars again, though, because... Uh, <laughs> well, you've, you've lifted me up many a time on this podcast. Don't make me sing Westlife. No, I hate Westlife. Please do, do not you? bring that to this podcast. Ever. Just when you think you know someone. Okay, fine. That's that's for us to explore at another time. I did wonder why when the uh, productivity playlist '90s theme came up, n- neither of us mentioned any Westlife. No. Oh God, no! I detest. It's the most boring, bland music on the planet. Please don't tell me you're a Westlife fan. No, no. I just, I, I just don't have the strength of feeling that you appear to have towards them. That's all. Yes, it is a, a passionate detest. Fine. Le, le passionate detest or le detest de passionate. So you know more languages than you think you do. Well, in the words of Phoebe Buffay, you English always butcher the French. Oh no, it wasn't that, was it? Blue, blah, blah, blue, blah, blue. Exactly. How has it taken us this long talking about languages to get to that? I think we've done <laughs> We have done that. Joey's reference before, haven't we? See, we've done so many episodes. I mean, we, we haven't even said it's episode 24, so welcome. We are nearly at a quarter of a century. Big party plans, I think, for that. Yes, what would that, is that our silver anniversary? I think so. I think we can class it as that. I don't know what silver I have in the house, but I'm sure I can find some. I'm sure there's a gin that's called silver or something that you could bring we to can, the party. If in doubt, I'll just get a silver stirrer. Yeah, don't that know. Works. Does that work? Well, actually, there's not going to be an episode next week. No, no. So we've got to put off the silver anniversary celebrations just yet, but only for one more week. Yes, that's right. There'll be no episode next week because I'm going on holiday, like actual holiday. I talked about jealousy already on this episode. I don't feel I can expand that further. I'm excited for you. That's all I'm going to say. I'm staying within the UK, but I'm going to Northern Ireland, which means getting on a ferry, which feels like an adventure to me. And I won't be working. I'll be completely switched off and exploring the Emerald Isle, Northern Ireland for the very first time. You're going on an adventure, Frodo? (laughs) Wow. It's, it's exciting. I mean, it's it feels normal. It feels great to be able to say to you, I hope you have a really good time and come back refreshed. Don't forget about us, you know. We're, we'll all be here waiting to record the 25th anniversary episode. And uh, yeah, tell us all your adventures. Yeah, well, hopefully um, I will have lots to talk about. Oscar is going on his own holidays. He's going to my sister's for the week. I thought it was probably best not to take him on a ferry, given his... Uh... <laughs> 
Love of water. His love of water. We wouldn't want him jumping off the edge of a ferry into the Irish Sea. No, that is, I mean, as funny as that would be in a cartoon, it wouldn't be funny in real life. No, definitely not. I've been thinking about this. Oscar does need his own cartoon series. I feel that there's something there for us to explore. I'm sure I could come up with a comic book with all the photos that I have of him in my phone. Right. Again, drawing, not one of the skills that I have in life, but... No, me neither. Concepts we can create. Brilliant. Well, I think that is a good excuse not to have an episode next week, but it does mean that with this episode going out on the 1st of June, that this will be the most June-credible episode so far. Oh, wow. I, I didn't think you could top Amazing. Amazing. That I mean, that hit hard. And it's still staying. I'm going to I'm gonna bring a few more out, so June-credible is the next one. Well, Andy, that's June-believable. Oh! See? See? Totally awesome. If you went in August. No? Too far? I was trying to quickly come up with something, but um, I'm not as quick-witted as you. And I must give you credit because I stole June Believable off you because you mentioned that to me last week. Well, I feel that, you know, we can can move that back. We can have Jan Believable, June Credible, amazing, awesome. See, there's four straight away. Anyone else that's got any other ideas, you know, we've done the groundwork. Let us know. Okay, and how can they let us know? Well, the usual places, so... Insta at Podcrastination Pod, Twitter at Podcast Pod, or email us contact podcrastination at gmail.com. And we would really, really love it if you could rate this podcast, give us a little review, and subscribe so that you don't miss our next episode, which will come out on the 15th of June. Woo! It'll be here before you know it. 15th of June. That's mad. That's halfway through June. Right? I mean, good maths. <laughs> I don't. I feel we've peaked now. There's no way back. This I told is it. Yeah, I wasn't good with numbers. It's getting late. Let's let's wish you a wonderful holiday. Let's hope that you don't have to do any accountancy whilst you're away. And Lizzie, I won't see you next Tuesday, but I will see you soon. Oh, that was just weird. I know, right? So in that case, I will say, Lizzie, I I will see you next Tuesday. I'll see you next Tuesday, Andy. Bye. Bye.